Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Yes, we will, friends. Thanks to your dedication and that of so many other people with you and me. Uh, Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here. I'm the director of Priests for Life. Many of you know our ministry and many of you know this program. So we welcome you back to Praying for America. So I want to do something tonight where we, we talk about the importance of this biblical lesson about truth versus lies and how that's so essential for the saving of America and making America great again, because we have we have people in power right now who are lying to us constantly every day. Biden is a pathological liar, and he lies about his own uh, uh, life and his past experiences, even stories that have been debunked many times. He has this insistence on keeping to, keeping to repeat them and lying about uh, public policy matters, about the economy, about, uh, about, about, about the international scene, about everything, and about things that are happening on a very, very, uh, uh, very, very large public scale, news stories and whatnot, what the truth is in so many of these things is being hidden, distorted by the government, because this is part of the whole Democrat effort to be like a like a Marxist regime where they want to control information. You know, there's the government determination of what's true, and then that gets imposed on all of us. The American system, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but just to say this, then we'll get into the scripture. The American system is that the government is independent of any kind of uh, difference of opinion about what's true or what's not true. The American people work that out. And you don't control speech according to what the government determines is true speech. You allow free speech. You protect free speech so that speech corrects speech. Uh, the best way to overcome erroneous uh, speech, because people have a right to speech even when it's erroneous, uh, the best way to correct erroneous speech is with more truthful speech. And this is something that, of course, we've discussed before. We'll discuss some more. And it's key to the greatness of America to understand this. But we're facing a party that lies, Democrat Party lies. And then they try to impose their own version of the, the truth, which is a, a pack of lies for them, on the rest of us. And this is where, which is one of the things we have to fight against. So obviously, this is a very biblical theme. Because Jesus is the truth. He, he lets us know that he is personally the incarnation of truth. And he says the devil, on the other hand, is a liar. So more and more people are saying, more and more citizens are realizing, hey, this is a spiritual battle that we are in. In what way is it a spiritual battle? This is one of the key ways. God speaks truth. The devil lies. And in our political battles, which are simply manifestations of a deeper spiritual battle, we have the truth tellers versus the liars. Let's go to John chapter 8. 
I'm just going to take two, uh, two excerpts from different parts of this chapter on this theme. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you abide by my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offsprings of Abraham, but you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. He goes on to say, the devil is a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Let us pray. Father, you sent to us the Word made flesh, your Son, Jesus Christ, who is truth incarnate. When we hear his words, we hear truth. When we hear his words, Father, we hear yours. Every word, every deed of Jesus is truth. And we don't simply have to look back in history to hear that word. We have it right here, right now. He is alive with us right here, right now. He is in us. The truth is accessible to us at every moment. We indeed live in truth because we live in the Spirit of Christ. Lord, we thank you that this gift was acknowledged by our founding fathers here in America. They believed in the way, the truth, and the life. They believed in Jesus as the Lord of every nation and the judge of every nation. And they placed their efforts at creating this form of self-governance into his hands, submitting their actions to his ultimate judgment. Keep us rooted there, Lord, and free us. Today we want to pray, Lord, more extensively, more intensively. Free us from the liars. We're surrounded by them. They are in high positions of government, including the White House. Free us from the liars. Lord God, let your truth convict us and all our fellow citizens and those who hold public office. So many in public office, Lord God, they scorn the truth. They have no they just dismiss the truth. They have no reverence for nor feel any obligation towards respecting truth. Just like Pilate said when he was in front of our Lord Jesus Christ, truth, what is that? Father, we ask you now to send the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, into all the offices of Congress, into the White House and the corridors of that building where so many lies reside. We ask you to send the Holy Spirit of truth upon every podium, in every press room, at every microphone, in front of every television camera. Right now, send the Holy Spirit onto the screen of every computer, onto the screen of every smartphone. Send the Holy Spirit between the eyes 
of our brothers and sisters around this country and this world and what is manifested on those screens, on those phones, on those cameras, on those TV sets, between their ears and what is heard from those devices or on the radio. Lord God, we need the spirit of truth to protect us from the lies and we need the spirit of truth to convert the liars and make them truth tellers instead. This is the spiritual battle. You have told us, Lord Jesus, that the truth will set us free, that you speak the truth, that you are the truth, and you have told us the devil is a liar from the beginning. Your word also tells us in the first letter of John that you came into the world, Lord Jesus, to destroy the works of the devil, to destroy the lies. Father, we pray to you who sent your Son, root us again in him, Give us victory over the darkness of lies. Make America great because of our adherence to truth. We pray through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Well, I've said it before, it bears repeating. You know why we can't say a man is a man or a woman is a woman? For 50 years, we've been saying a baby is not a baby in the womb. That pretense of pro-choice, eh, let's make believe it's not a baby. Or maybe only when you choose it's a baby. What are you talking about? So all that is a rejection of truth. A rejection of the living word of God and plan of God. Because remember, the word of God, when it is spoken, what does it do? It creates. How did God make everything? He spoke. How did he make America? Oh, we look at America from sea to shining sea. We've got these two gigantic oceans, one on each side of us. That's a big, big factor, of course, in our national security, isn't it? We're not like over in Europe where we're, you know, surrounded on every side by a border with another country. And we got these two big oceans, uh, one to the left and one to the right, one to the east and one to the west. Big part of our security. We got our northern neighbors, our southern neighbors. We've got two countries bordering us. And then the vast oceans. Big, big, big part of our security over all these years. Over these centuries, we should say. And we're coming up, by the way, on our 250th anniversary. That's going to be big. In fact, it's big enough, it's a big enough thing to start preparing for now, start thinking about now. 250 years. So we have, I remember the bicentennial. You remember the bicentennial, 1976? I was a I was a high school senior that year. That was my graduation year. The bicentennial class. Many of you tell us in the comments. Many of you, I'm sure, were as well. Right around that time, graduating, and uh, uh, remember those great celebrations of the bicentennial. In fact, I think that was one of the things that that fueled my own uh, patriotism. Seeing all those celebrations of the the bicentennial there as a high school student. Beautiful, beautiful days coming when we're going to celebrate the 250th. And that's got to be, too, a reason, another reason why we need these elections this year to recover the greatness of America. We don't want to go into our 250th birthday with a liar in the White House and with uh, uh, harnish all over our country by those who are trying to rewrite its history and reject its values. No, no, no. Perfect time right now to make America great again because of that special birthday celebration coming up. But to our fundamental point, you know, why what, you see America, you see the land, you see the seas. 
for amber waves of grain, purple mountains, majesties above the fruited plain. Where did all this come from? God created it. And how did he create it? By speaking truth. Speaking, speaking truth is so important. Because first of all, that's how God made us. That's how he made America. He speaks truth. And it comes to be. It comes to be. That's why Isaiah says, God says through him, my word will not return to me empty, Isaiah 55, it will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. The rain falls down, the earth brings forth its fruit. I, my word will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it. So when he sends us on a mission of justice, when he asks us to preserve peace, when he asks us to defend life, he's speaking a word of command, and that word will bring about justice, it will bring about truth, it will bring about life. When he speaks a word of mercy, it will bring about the forgiveness of sins. When he speaks a word of life, it will raise the dead. How did he raise Lazarus from the dead? He didn't send his team in there and say, here, inject this into his, his body. He spoke a word. He called his name. That's how he'll raise you and me from the dead. He calls their name. His word is all-powerful. So we have to be truthful with one another, first of all, out of reverence and obedience to him, out of likeness to him, because we have to be truthful because God is truth. He makes us like himself. But the other reason is, 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 is our care for one another, our love for one another. You, you speak untruths, you, you lead others astray. It harms other people when you don't speak the truth to them. It may lead to them making bad decisions. It, it, it deprives them of good information. Information is power. Information leads to the ability to, to serve and to chart your course in a way that conforms to the way the universe actually is. So when we've got liars, especially in positions of authority, like the White House, or for different federal agencies, well, that, 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 it's, it's against our duties towards one another. And that's why, it's one of the reasons why it's, a, such, it's such bad, it's such a bad position that we're in. We've got pathological liars and the per people like Joe Biden. It's really, it's really, really Really uh, disturbing. We got liars with the Democrats in Congress. Look at that January 6th committee. Look at all the, the indictments against President Trump. It's all lies. It's all a whole pack of lies. Trump derangement syndrome and lying go to the part and parcel of one another. They lie. And we have to stand up and say, we're not going to take this anymore. We're not going to tolerate this. We're going to speak truth. We're going to destroy lies. And we do that each in our own circles, whatever those circles may be. I get to speak truth to big audiences online, as do many other commentators. You have your avenues as well to speak truth. We can all speak truth on these social media platforms where you're watching me now. There's a lot of different things that have happened that you and I have been following and commenting on where there's uh, terrible, terrible distortions of, of truth. I've been listening to a number of commentators and Dan Bongino especially talking about this January 6th bomber. You know, what really happened there on January 26th and then the, in the days leading up to it? The Democrats wanted to distract the American people from what was going on that day inside Congress. Notice what I'm saying. 
the Democrat, you know this, the Democrats wanted to distract the American people from all the shenanigans that had happened in the 2020 election, which were being brought up in the process of certifying the vote by the objections of members of both the House and the Senate. And so, I mean, this was, you know, the, it was certification day for the presidential election. So the eyes of the country were focused on that. And they had to find a way to distract the American people. So those who ended up, that small, small fraction of the people there in that, that massive crowd that came to peacefully hear President Trump and the other speakers and peacefully, patriotically make their objections known to what they rightly saw as a flawed election, that small fraction of people who did, who did uh, uh, violence and, and got out of control, that ended up being the thing that distracted people from the underlying, well, the very underlying reason why the crowd went there and President Trump went there in the first place to that rally that day. We missed the bigger picture. And that's part of the whole, that's part of the whole game plan here from the beginning. We talk about January 6th. What we should be thinking about when we think about January 6th was not the, not the people who misbehaved and, and, and got out of control. What we should be thinking about is why those people gathered there in the first place, not the small ones who did violence. Nobody justifies that. But the massive peaceful crowd, why were they there? When's the last time you listened to the speeches? When's the last time these idiot commentators in the left-wing media, these idiots that they are, and liars, no, we didn't, think, we didn't, we didn't even mention media as liars. When's the last time they listened to the speeches that were given that day? What was the reason? When's the last time they even asked the question? What was the reason that that massive crowd that day came to Washington? The reason was the unanswered questions. You know, it's, it's amazing to me how, but it's not that it's amazing, it's, it's, it's par for the course, but it is truly, when you think about it, it's so um, such a disservice to the truth. When you see it as just an ordinary thing in media reports about the 2020 election, where they talk about the lies or the they talk about the, di the discredited or disproven idea that there was fraud in the 2020 election. What? What in the world are you talking about? Disproven, what discredited. What planet are you living on? Are you the only, are you so blind that you don't see the problems and the unanswered questions and the mountains of evidence of things that went wrong in the 2020 election, there are actually people. I mean, I, they, they actually have the same, it's a hard for me to really imagine, they have the same kind of hands, the same kind of blood and flesh and bones, the same kind of human nature that we have. It's kind of scary to think that people can actually have the same kind of human nature that you and I have Two eyes, a nose. I mean, they have a beating heart. And that they could maintain that same human nature and be so completely, totally, 
out of touch with all semblance of reality and evidence as to think that there was no problem with the 2020 election. What planet are these people coming from? And they go around and repeat this lie and oh, oh, oh these, this discredited idea that there was fraud. What is wrong with you? They don't read, they don't think, they don't listen. Those who actually fervently promote this idea, they're oh, hey folks, hey, nothing to see here. And they can't even bring to their lips, oh, they have the same kind of tongue and lips and voice, vocal cords and everything. That's why I say it's so strange that they have the same kind of human nature that the rest of us do. And they can't grasp this basic truth. They can't even bring themselves to speak the reason why that crowd gathered there that day. And they think the rest of us are just as stupid as they are. Well, we're not. And they think they can silence all the rest of us who are bringing up any semblance of any concern because, no, they're going to slap it down right away and say, oh, it was discredited. It was not. The questions were never answered. Oh, the courts rejected it. The courts didn't hear it. They didn't examine the evidence. They have no, they have, they're stupid. They have absolutely no understanding of the difference between a court examining an argument and ruling on the merits versus a court saying, we don't, we're not going to hear this case. Or those who are bringing the case do not have standing. Do you understand the basic difference between those two things? Either a court agrees to hear the merits of a case and rule on those merits. That's when the court is deciding an issue. Or the court refrains from it. You know, you even have, if you look carefully at how court decisions work, what you have uh, much of the time is that an issue is brought before the court, which, which in that particular dispute that the court is being asked to resolve, raises several different issues, maybe many, many different issues. And the court only, only decides on one of those several issues and leaves the rest aside for a future time or says, no, we don't have to, they use the term reach, we don't have to reach this question or answer this particular dispute because their answer on the the other thing that they do decide to to settle takes care of the rest by implication. So this is how court decisions work. So even when the court does make a ruling, never mind when they say, oh, well, you don't have standing, you're not parties to this dispute in the first place, your rights aren't being violated, So, or, or, or they, might, they might not hear it because of standing, or they might not hear it because of what's called ripeness. In other words, it's too premature to judge this case, let's let things work out. They, they, there's various, various different, or jurisdiction, you know, we, 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 it's not up to us to decide this matter. There are all kinds of reasons why the court may decide, even though a case is brought to them, various reasons why they may decide not to examine all the evidence, ask all the necessary questions, and reason to a conclusion, and then publish that conclusion in the decision. But instead they say, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. You can't conflate those two things. You can't put those things in the same basket. It's apples and oranges. Oh, and some people, oh, oh, this was brought before the court, but, oh, but they rejected the idea that it was any problem in the 2020 election. How absolutely clueless can you be? Just because the issue was brought to the court doesn't mean the court considered the issue. I, it, you know, this is, this is jurisprudence 101. 
But why should we be surprised that so many people don't 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 get this? Not you, but the, these people who are just they they talk like idiots. And I really, it really annoys me. And it's part of this whole biblical theme. The lies. The darkness. See, these people are in darkness. But the problem is, they hold on to the darkness. Now, somebody can be in the dark. That's not, that by itself is not a sin because they're, they're, they're ready to welcome the light when the light comes to them. The problem is the people who hold on to the darkness and they say, we see. They hold on to the ignorance and they say, we know. John chapter 9. Remember the story of the man born blind? I love quoting this all the time. The man is born blind. Jesus does a mighty miracle. It was never heard of before that someone should heal a man from blind from birth. People say, wow, Jesus must be from God. The man himself comes to believe in Jesus. And all the while, through all of this, the Pharisees reject him because they hate him because their hearts are closed. Because they're steeped in their sins. Some of the same people Jesus was talking to in this passage. Your father is the devil. He was a liar from the beginning. And so they hold on to the darkness. But then they strut around as if they're people that know something. And so Jesus says at the end of that passage, when the blind man has come to believe in him and many others are defending him, and the Pharisees are still rejecting him, and Jesus says to them this. And we say to this to all the liars in our government. I didn't even get to the, January, the bomber, bomber thing. I get off on this, why people were there on January 6th. I'll get to that in a second. But this is what we say to all the people in government who are lying to us, all the people in media lying to us, all the people on the wrong sides of all these issues, including January 6th, that lie and lie and lie. People who deny that there was any kind of problem with the 2020 election, and they lie and they lie and they lie again. Jesus said, if you were blind, there would be no sin in that. But we see, you say, and your sin remains. Listen to that again. Because he's saying, look, a lot of people don't know, but they're willing to learn. A lot of people don't see the Savior, but they're willing to discover him. Their hearts are open. They're ready to embrace the truth. That's not the, so the problem is not that you're still in darkness and you haven't embraced the truth yet. The problem is the truth has come to you and you've closed the door of your heart. If you were blind, there would be no sin in that. But we see, you say, and your sin remains. To all the liars in this dark moment of American history, in prominent positions of power, we say the same thing. If you were blind, if it was just that you didn't know, there would be no sin in that. Because if your heart is open, you're going to come to know. If your mind is open, you're going to come to come to the truth. But we see, you say, and your sin remains. Oh, let me tell you, like Biden's always saying, hey, no lie. When you hear him say, no lie, he's lying. When you hear him say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, this is what happened. No joke, he says. Why does he, have to, why does he have to insert those things, by the way? Because he knows he's not telling the truth. 
which is really, it's really, it's sick. And what's also, you know, part of that whole story that I was getting to is, so the, the American people, the Democrats wanted the American people to be distracted by, uh, from the very, very, very serious pile of evidence, mountains of evidence, that there was a problem with that 2020 election results. Okay. What was the distraction going to be? The distraction ended up being the attack on the Capitol, which was not an insurrection, number one, in which Donald Trump had nothing to do with inciting any bad behavior. He was inciting good behavior on that day, not bad. That's why he's never been charged with, much less convicted of any kind of insurrection. But there was another plan. There was a plan B, and that was the the man who planted the bomb that was going to be discovered at the DNC where Kamala Harris was. What was she doing at the DNC headquarters instead of being at the Capitol where the certification of her election as vice president was taking place? These are unanswered questions. Where's the footage of the person who planted the bomb that was then discovered? Why were law enforcement officials so nonchalant when the news came that this bomb had been discovered? There's a lot of stuff here that's still to come out, brothers and sisters. And more and more people are talking about it. We're being lied to, left and right and center. We're being lied to. And that's why it's such a good phenomenon that we have programs like this and connections like this on social media all the time. There's another issue I want to bring up here. The three... Because there has not been an adequate response to this from these same liars. Because they don't, they don't love America. They don't care. They hate you and me. The three U.S. soldiers killed in the drone attack at the U.S. post in Jordan identified Monday. I want to read their names, and I want to go back into prayer now, and we pray for, for their families, and we pray for them. The different Christians pray in different ways when it comes to people who have died, but... but uh, Uh, I want to invite you to pray in your own way, according to your own tradition, as we think of these names. But I want to honor them uh, here uh, tonight with us all together because their names should be known. Their families should be in our minds and hearts and and, uh, prayer should be going up, not only in response to this, but that all our troops be protected wherever they might be as they work so unselfishly to defend our country. Their names identified Monday were and are Sergeant William Rivers, 46, of Carrollton, Georgia. Specialist Kennedy Sanders, 24 years old, of Waycross, Georgia. And Specialist Brianna Moffitt, 23 years old, of Savannah, Georgia. This is data from the uh, Defense Department. So let's pray. Lord, we ask, we ask for the safety of all those who serve us, and we uh, lift up to you these, these three heroes and patriots and ask your blessing upon their families, your consolation uh, in this time of loss and grief. Lord, it's a moment of loss and grief for all of us as Americans, and we we ask that the spirit that you send, send forth to renew the face of the earth will eradicate from the earth the kind of violence that 
takes the lives of these patriots and takes the lives of so many other innocent people by acts of terror and violence. Free the earth from this scourge, Lord God. Send forth your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Because it is by our adherence to truth that we respect the creation that your word of truth has spoken into being. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray for all our other needs, uh, those that uh, have been voiced here in the comments and those that remain quiet in our hearts. And we gather together for America all our prayers and praises in offering the very words Jesus, the truth, has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Great to be with you. Be truth tellers with absolute courage and conviction, brothers and sisters. On we go to making America great by making America once again rooted in the truth. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that. And today, I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion. And we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor or you can call us at 321-500-1000. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.